when's your album coming out, babe? Um, should we do the intro for the podcast? Oh, <laughs> yeah, probably should. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the EC Method podcast. I am one of your coaches, Chloe Maidley. And I am your other coach, Emma Story Gordon. We have lots to get through today, as usual. Okay, so I think we should, uh, everybody who listens to the podcast who isn't on the EC method, and there are a fair few of you, um, <clears throat> just to clarify for you guys, every Monday, Monday and Wednesday, we'll be doing client Q&A. So if you feel like listening, you'll probably get a lot from it, even if you're not a client. But every Friday, like last Friday, we'll have more of a theme. That's what we've decided to do going forward, because then you guys will have something to listen to, uh, and our clients can benefit simultaneously. Um I want to kick off this podcast before we jump into Q&As by saying that I, two things. First thing, um, Emma and I really try and take the weekend to like, you know, have some downtime. We both work really, really hard in the week. So everybody on the Facebook group, we love how active you are. But if you post on the weekend, you just might have to be patient until Sunday, Monday to get a response from us. Uh, but as always, you will. Um and the second thing I want to say is I saw some really interesting stuff on the group this morning, which I know we flagged with the first round of EC Method clients, and I want to reflag it now. The reason that we encourage you to track and sometimes bank calories and things like that is because it can be really helpful when you need a little bit more freedom. If you go to a barbecue, if you want to have some wine because it's your birthday, blah, 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 blah. But a lot of you are now seeing this as some kind of like you're doing exactly what I personally really don't want you to do, which is kind of you're on this merry-go-round of bank of like binge restrict, binge restrict, banking calories, make up for it, go over, try and make up for it, go over again. Like it's just ridiculous. In an ideal world, Emma and I, well, I know I do, and I think Emma would agree. I want you to be really consistent Monday through Sunday. And if you have room at the end of the day to fit in a treat, which is going to be great for your adherence, fit it in. Um, and if, you know, you, if you know that you've got something coming up that weekend, put it in already and then see how much kind of bumper room you need either side. But these should be ifs. These should not be methods. These are ifs. Like if you need some wiggle room, you can have it and that will help you stay on track. But you still have to stay consistent or you're going to find that your results are wishy-washy. Your head will be wishy-washy. Your adherence will be wishy-washy. So please do try and bear that in mind. Yeah, I agree. I think it's really important to self-assess and realise if you're using the like flexibility tools in the right way. So if you are just really over-restricting during the week so that you can blow out on the weekend, that's not a healthy relationship. That won't get you very far. But if you're just, you know, if you're using that in the right way and that you're like, okay, well, maybe during the week I'm a bit more consistent. I don't have as many social occasions. So I'm saving a few hundred calories for the weekend not I'm saving a few thousand calories for a binge on the weekend that's not what we want so do be um sensible with that flexibility that you've got yeah okay should we start on questions let's do it babe okay question one I actually have a question about the importance of protein I'm really trying hard to reach 100 grams per day but I am just curious as to how important it is for body composition or is it only important to increase satiety? For example, I stuck my exact calories, I stuck to my exact calories through the whole eight weeks, hardly ate any protein. Would I still get the same body transformation result if I hit my protein to, oh, and hardly, right, basically. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes, it's incredibly important, not just for satiety, but for your physique results, for your performance, for your recovery, 
I mean everything internal external protein is a must um so for me it's it's really a non-negotiable the answer is yes you must take your protein and yes your results will be a different and be better substantially visibly better so hit your protein emma nothing to add next <laughs> next okay can you reverse and or minimize the health risks associated with being overweight especially if you've been overweight for a long time in brackets, long, long, long time. Um, uh, the comparison I'm thinking of is how can even a decade long smokers, oh, so how even a decade of smoking, you can reverse some of the cell damage by giving up. Okay. And you're, so I totally get, I hopefully everyone else gets that question. Basically, can mm-hmm. you reverse some of the negative effects of being overweight for a long period of time? And the answer is yes. And to a much bigger extent than you might realize. And, and also like even very small reductions in, or relatively small. So five to 10% of your whole body weight lost will have huge increases in your health. So if you're sort of coming at this thinking, oh my God, I've been overweight for 20 years. Like there's, is there even any point trying now in terms of my health? Absolutely. Yes. And in terms of things like diabetes, which progress over time, that's been shown to be reversible as well. So you're not, you haven't like gone too far that don't think about giving up. Don't think that you've caused irreversible damage. There's so much you can do to improve your health. 100% 100% yes it's never it, honestly you, you can reverse pretty much all of it and even like even if we're not even talking about being overweight um which to be honest is probably the most reversible thing mm-hmm. <laughs> that you can like take all of the negativity uh in terms of your internal and external health out of it by just yeah it's, it's never too late you can fix it but even if you talk about like larger scale things like this you know epigenetics is real it's basically your body's ability to um kind of to kind of What's what to give to basically take your genes and all the uh, all the crap that we all inherit basically know what that is um, and basically tackle it on a day to day basis with lifestyle choices whether that be through diet exercise things like sauna usage for example has shown incredible effects on longevity of life um, so there there's a lot that you can do to give yourself even if you have like if you're at a genetic predisposition to give yourself um, basically a hand up. Um, so look into it. I really recommend everybody follow somebody called Rhonda Patrick. She's at my, found my fitness on social media, but she also has an amazing found my fitness podcast. And she talks a lot about epigenetics and she talks a lot about everything. And I really recommend you all follow her. I'm really inarticulate today, guys. I'm really sorry. I had a, quite a big weekend. So just bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just writing that down because I haven't heard that podcast. No, she's found my fitness, Rhonda Patrick. She's my hero. And Emma, you'll love it because she is full-blown science (laughs) love it right I'm excited for that okay next question how to keep positive and rise above the measurements and scales so I kind of wanted to cover this question in a more broad sense so I'll this one's in quite a lot of detail but basically some people some people that so there's a couple of like camps of people some people are like I've really not made any progress like we had someone I don't know if you've seen it who, who dm'd us today it was like I've not made any progress blah 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 sent pictures she's really lean so at the start like she does not have a lot of fat to lose yeah. thus the weight yeah. that she loses will be small yeah it's it has still only been what is this this is two weeks right this is this, the start yeah, it's the big, this is day one week three right so 
bearing in mind <laughs> that it's a very short period of time um and when you when she showed us the stats she had lost one and a half kilograms wow so, and she's so already like, lean yeah so you just think and she's like yeah but I think that was um water retention due to my period and maybe some of it was maybe it wasn't but even like and that just shows as well that your fat loss could be completely masked on the scales until now if potentially you've had big fluctuations around your menstrual cycle so do bear all these things in mind especially if you've lost measurement but not weight that is actually a good thing because that yeah. means potentially you're holding on to more muscle mass maybe even building a little bit and um but your your shape is changing which is yeah. actually the dream situation so please don't be put off that it's only been two weeks and maybe you haven't lost as much weight as you might have anticipated. I do think that a lot of people have completely unrealistic expectations of weight loss in that, yeah. you know, some people are like, yeah, you know, probably around a pound a week is probably a good point. And I would say for most people, a good point. But I think some people think they're going to be losing like five, six kilograms by now, which probably isn't going to happen. No, I'd like to refer everybody to the announcement post I made this morning. Like, I think, first of all, if you're coming in from, there, okay, if, if, you've, if you've been on a diet for a long period of time and you've lost a significant amount of weight and then you join up to a new plan like this or whatever, anything, it is going to start to slow down for you at some point. Um, it is going to be harder and harder for you to, to lose that extra pound here, that extra pound and a half there. Um, and also, I agree, like a pound a week is a great thing to aim for, but the only people that I ever see like a linear weekly loss like that with are people, young people who have never, men. ever, ever, ever dieted before. Yeah. And men, people who have more mass basically. Um, and people who really have qu quite a fully functioning uh, metabolic rate. And, and the truth of the matter is, is that the more you diet, you know, the trickier it gets to try and get that linear uh, loss. So bear that in mind, it's not linear. And what was my last point? Oh, I said this today on the post. So it's, it's only, as Emma said, day one, week three. Um, if you know, and this is, please be honest with yourself. Have you been consistent with your steps? Have you been consistent with your workouts? Have you been consistent with your calories? Have you been on track? If all of those things are happening and you have not seen any loss in inches or any loss on the scale, and I don't mean up and down, I mean that down, you haven't seen it, then and only then can you think about pulling from some calories, maybe adding a thousand steps on. We're adding time and or effort onto your workouts every week so that we're doing that bit for you. But if you've not been consistent with any of the things that I've mentioned, or if you have seen some higgledy piggledy downs, you don't need to change anything. Um, and yeah, I, I personally like, it's crazy to me if people are like, I've only lost a pound. I've only lost the kilogram. It's like, do you know how hard I have to work to get my body to do that now? Like, I'm actually jealous. Like it's like a slap in the face. Yeah. You know? shut, shut up and carry on. <laughs> yes. Okay. I think this question is good to be answered because it might be what a few people will be going through as we like come out of lockdown. So I wear PPE at work and it's really hot. I noticed that I feel knackered by the end of the day, um, which doesn't help the diet adherence. But I do drink lots of water when I can. Should I be replacing electrolytes as well as water? I don't want to add lots of calories. Are there good sports drinks that are sugar-free or low sugar? Okay, so yeah, I would suggest having some electrolytes. And I think, like, now that I'm, like, on the spot, I'm, like, I'm pretty sure that, like, the electrolyte tablets have like five calories or something yeah yeah, yeah like basically nothing 
um, and maybe just break it in half as well because it's normally quite a high dose. So if you just put that in your water, you can get like the there's a tube of them that you can get or like sugar free Powerade or sugar free Lucasaid normally has electrolytes in. So check the back so that it's like the sports version, but also yeah. so it's not the full. You don't need a full load of glucose as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's a good idea to get some electrolytes in. Yeah, so do I. That applies for anybody that wants to fast as well, like 24-hour fast. That's a good thing to make sure that you're getting in along alongside your water. But yes, agreed. Okay. In my mind, I have an ideal weight I would like to get down to. Um, this was before I had three children and people telling me I'm aiming for something that's unachievable. Is there <laughs> any truth? God bless you. Thank you. Um, is there any truth that after having children, my body will never go back to the size slash weight? I've been unhappy with my body since having my first baby seven years, seven years ago, and it literally takes over my life. Oh, I hate hearing this. I hate hearing stuff like that too. Um, look, it might change your body shape to an extent, um, but it, it no, it. <laughs> There's absolutely no evidence to show that after you have a baby, you can't lose the baby weight. Um, I think it's just a matter of a accepting that your body may have changed ever so slightly, which is normal um, and fine. Uh, B, be patient with yourself. You know, a lot. You know, you see a lot of women. A lot of women actually, like both two of my sisters-in-law, they had kids and they got tinier after. Um, but a lot of women go the other way. They actually find it harder to lose the weight. It doesn't mean it's impossible. It just means you have to stick with it and be consistent. But in short. No, of course you can lose the weight. Uh, you just need to be doing the right things, which if you're on the EC method, you will be already. Emma, what do you think? I think the same. I think there's a huge like confirmation bias type thing with this where everyone's like, oh, you know, I put on weight after having my kids. So that's just what happens. And that happens to other people. And it's like this self-fulfilling prophecy. And it's almost seen as fact because generally, like some people obviously get smaller, but generally people do and the main thing there is a lifestyle change and it could be that you know you now have three children to look after and that's coming before when you used to go to the gym or you used to spend more time exercising um and I think most of the time when you put on weight after having children it's it's not that your physiology has changed it's your lifestyle that has changed so if you want like you're in control of that yeah okay Next question. Thank you so much for this. I have always been a weekend binger, but with this, I have managed to find balance and already seeing losses. So this is so interesting, isn't it? Because you get like some people who realize, oh, it's averages, which means that I'm not going to binge because I want to like maintain this average and it's going to work much better if I do it this way. And I think people still sort of have in their mind oh, if I'm like, quote unquote, good all week, low calories all week, i.e. over restricting all week, one day can't possibly like make me overweight, for example. And that's sort of how this binge like cycle sometimes starts. But I'm so glad that you found the opposite and you're like, okay, I can do this balanced approach, which means that I'm not going to binge on the weekend. So she just had one question for the hit training i don't know if this is your workout so it's what is it? why it says why does the hit training do back to back one minute um then a rest oh, yeah, yeah. 
whereas many other HIIT trainers do 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off. Just wondered if there are difference slash benefits. Well, first of all, so HIIT, high-intensity interval training, is not necessarily every single one of the workouts that we give you. The fact that I want you to do something for a minute would indicate that it's not HIIT, because really, yeah, it's pretty hard to even go past 30 seconds when you're doing real balls-to-the-wall HIIT. Um, but essentially, the way that I structure them is I will do something like an air squat, which is a resistance move uh, for 30 seconds to a minute, um, something like that. And then I'll top and tail it with a cardio move. Uh, so something like star jumps, for example. And then I'll go back down into something like tricep dip. So I'm keeping you moving. And then eventually after, you know, four or five exercises, you get your two minute break. So essentially I'm keeping you moving. I'm hitting different areas of your body and I'm keeping your heart rate up at the same time. Now, we do. I do actually always say this in my notes, and I had two notifications that I read this morning where I realized that people aren't reading the notes by the workout or the exercises, so make sure you read them. And my um, thought on this is that I want you to push yourself 100%, but that's going to look different for all of you. So much like with the diet, right, how we're giving you like start at 600 or 1600 or 1800 calories, depending on how big you are, how much you move, blah, 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 blah. These are kind of blanket workouts. However, if you need to take 30 seconds in between each exercise to recover because you're not quite there yet, go for it. A lot of the graduates found that they didn't need the two-minute break. They dropped it down to one minute and then carried on with the circuits. Um, you are, Please do feel free, and this applies to if you're injured as well, to adapt the circuits or the training to what you have. If you have weights, bring them in. If you preferred one of Emmy's workouts from last week to the one that you're looking at now, do that. We do not mind. All we're trying to do is give you some resistance moves, like I've just mentioned, give you some cardio moves to keep your heart rate up and give you some recovery so you can keep going for the full 30, 40 minutes. Um, so, yeah, feel free to adapt them. But, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. Found out I was pregnant this week. Congratulations. Ah! Oh, how many? So, five of my friends are pregnant. In yeah, the last, it comes in like, waves. Oh, it, yeah, COVID. Yeah. Apparently, like, everyone I know is like, I'm having so much sex in lockdown. I'm like, screw you. Like, we went the other way. We're like, yeah, I'm tired. Well, this is really strange, but I read an article and it was from, well, it like quoted Durex, con is it Durex condoms? Yeah. Yeah. But they were like, condom sales have gone down. And so they were like, well, less people are having sex. And I'm like, I think more people well, are having unsexed having babies. <laughs> because a hell of a lot of people have got pregnant. Anyway, back to the point. I found out I was pregnant this week and I still want to stay on the program. I'm loving learning about nutrition and until I feel sick, I'm going to keep exercising the way I have been. I will not use this as an excuse to eat for two or put on three stone like I did with my little boy. Thank you for everything and I'm still motivated for the next six weeks. Oh, right. Sorry. I actually hadn't read this. I thought there was a question in it. Um... Because there's actually, and this is interesting as well, just from our like cohort of people, there's actually quite a few people that have messaged saying that they're pregnant. This happens whenever I release a book as well. People are like, I'm one week into your book and I'm pregnant. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, okay, so should I do uh, the four week body blitz, which is, as I've said before, it's my first book and it's savage. And I would never write it again because it's so savage. But I just really want it. It was my first book. I really wanted to get everybody results. Anyway, they're like, should I keep doing it? And I'm pregnant. And I'm like, uh, no, 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 no. And then you panic. You're like, no. Um, well, first of all, yeah, congratulations. Fantastic. All of you who are getting prego, congrats. Um, 
second thing I would say is, yeah, you should you should know. Uh, obviously, you don't want to be in a calorie deficit. Your body is changing, it is growing, and you need to feed it not only nutritious food, which I'm sure you already are aware of, but also calories to support it and allow it. That does not mean that you can, you know, what did Giselle say? I don't particularly like Giselle, even though she's really hot. But she said, uh, just because I'm pregnant, I'm not going to treat my body like a trash can. Um, which I think a lot of women really hate it, but she's not wrong. You know, it doesn't mean just pile whatever you want down you. Try and be healthy, try and be nutritious. But yeah, you do need more calories and you shouldn't be in a deficit. Yeah, and I think there are a couple of, like, I wouldn't be doing crunches. Swap them to something like a plank. So there are a few exercises that maybe you don't want to do. But but honestly, generally, especially during the first trimester, like, do as you feel. If you do get morning sickness, obviously, that's not a great thing. And sometimes you have to just be like, I'm going to eat whatever I can, like, not feel sick eating. That's fine. And if you feel like you can exercise, exercise. That's great. Um, So, yeah. But do be careful of a few exercises. And if you feel pain or anything. I think a really good rule of thumb is to avoid the prone in the supine position. So avoid lying on your back and avoid lying on your front. Everything else you can keep up doing. The other thing, but Emma's right, in in the first trimester, it's not really that it's not really that much of a big deal but yeah you may as well just start early and get used to not doing it and also like hit training don't do anything where you're really pushing your heart rate to like a high 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 degree you can push it up a bit like I would say try and aim for like a, a moderate uh, intensity workout um, so you're pushing yourself and you're you know breathing hard and you're sweating but I personally don't want any pregnant women doing like crazy hit training um, at all but everything else you're, you're pretty much a go it's and I think actually doesn't it show it's like yeah, I, it, I'm not going to go into it because I can't speak today. But um, it's incredibly good to keep training throughout your pregnancy. So, oh, so yeah. keep at it as long as yeah. you can. There's so much research that shows that. Um, and I like my general rule normally is go to about 80%. And I don't mean get your heart rate yeah. monitor out and do all this. Just like your RPE, so your rate of perceived exertion, think of that on a scale of 1 to 10 and it should be about an 8. Yeah. That's Agreed. probably quite a good thing. Like don't go above that is my point. Okay, so this next question I put in because we have some quite exciting news. So this is how to manage an injury. I dislocated my shoulder four months ago. How far is pushing and borderline? Oh, wait, how far is pushing and how far is borderline injury inducing? Okay, yeah. So trying to get that balance. Um, We are actually talking about bringing in a physio to help us with the or more well to help you guys with anything that your little niggles that you might get and then hopefully she can offer some really good advice for that which will be excellent I actually know a little bit about shoulder because I used to dislocate my shoulder all the time and then I got it pinned in so Ugh. I, yeah. How, but how, why is it, was it just your body or did you do something to it? I think days? I have shallow cups or like shallow ball and socket joints. <laughs> yeah, fine. So uh. I think, I think that's why. And then it just happened a couple of times, like when I was throwing things and like being a kid and messing around, but then I got it pinned in and it's been absolutely fine. Okay. So um, go on, what's your advice? Cause I don't have any injury, uh, experience. So I think, I mean, four months ago is quite a long time ago. I think it'd probably be all right to keep pushing it. Obviously, if there's pain, stop. 
and keep doing like I'm sure you will have had like rotated cuff exercises to make sure you're stabilizing that joint so keep doing that daily but if there's not pain and obviously don't put it in like danger zones like behind your head and things like yeah. we, we I mean I haven't programmed snatch I'm assuming you haven't programmed snatch no god no I don't yeah. think that so yeah. basically don't do snatch but apart no. from that should be okay so she yeah, also four says months, four months is a long yeah a long time yeah, should, yeah. it should be sort of recovered by then um yeah. she also says recipes for high protein low calorie snacks on the go bars slash bowls finding it hard to get low calorie recipes online and shop bought protein bars can be expensive in oz oh cool we've got an australian i, I won't do the accent don't worry i can do it so well um uh, so uh yeah we've talked about this in the podcast before but um if you're talking about high protein um snacks on the go uh that aren't protein bars i will a lot of the time in tupperware make myself like a little salad so it's like a tuna salad or a chicken salad just kind of you know shake it all up together before you eat it and go for it same with subway salads are amazing oh, just go into any subway yeah and you just i say, love oh, the subway salad they're so good and just some go of them are like depending on what you get obviously and and don't get a hell of a lot of it like what is the southwest sauce that is amazing but also yeah. it's like a lot of calories they so have a sticker on the on the sneeze glass <laughs> i don't know what it's called um that, that has a calorie breakdown of all of the dressings and honey and mustard is the lowest calorie one and you only need to get a little bit and you shake it up it's like a few dollars but you can do it at home you don't need to it doesn't need to be subway um and that's a really good savory option in terms of sweet options again i'll make like a protein mug cake and then just like have it on the go it kind of turns into more of like a brownie it gets by the way a lot of you are saying that the protein mug cake you can't make it's probably because you're using my protein which is rank protein so if i were you i would start using either grenade hydro six or phd diet way um the latter is really good to cook with and you can't it's like foolproof you can't go wrong anyway those are my ideas um a couple of the guys also mentioned beef jerky which we like emma what do you think yeah, they're all really good. I I do get what you mean. I think she says that there aren't many low calorie recipes on ta- on online because all of the balls are just like, okay, get a scoop of peanut butter, slap it down, sprinkle <laughs> some like extra protein on, roll it around. It's like there's your protein ball, but it's just like a ball of fat rather than protein. Mm. Mm. Um, I love this high protein bullshit. Did you see one of the girls got so how passionate I get? I need to relax. Um, one of the girls uploaded these amazing Aldi mint chocolate chip lollipops. I have skinny cow ones. They're like 97 oh, yeah. calories. Yeah, but Aldi's like even like lower. I think it's like 80 calories or something. But then it's like high source of protein. Dude, it's like three grams of protein. And I was like, that's not <laughs> yeah, right. Like, how many per... are you eating? To yeah, exactly. And that's per 100 grams, which is more than what an, what an actual lolly weighs because the, the calories are high. I was like, well, that's even more. So it's less than three. I was like, why are people doing? And it's just, yeah, I don't think people really realize that unless you read the nutrition breakdown on the back, which most people don't do, they're just fucking lying. Yeah. Yeah. You stick high protein on something and you can add like 20% to the cost. Yeah. And also, guys, while we're on it, nuts, 
peanut butters, anything like that. These Anything that comes from the ground is plant-based, totally fine if you're a vegan, I, as long as you're getting your protein in, I don't care how. But just to be very, very clear, nuts are not a complete source of protein. They are an unessential amino acid that your body already makes, okay? You, it's not the same as having a packet of beef jerky. Now, that being said, if you have a good variation of these proteins, uh, plant-based protein sources on your diet throughout the day, yes, you can hit your complete protein targets. But I, I'm so sick and tired of looking at peanut butter and it's like, amazing source of protein. It's like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're anyway. eating like a thousand calories worth of peanut butter to mm. hit your protein target. Mm. It's the same as when people are like, guys, why do you even eat meat? You can get all your protein from broccoli. Broccoli, then, fuck off. And then you realise how much broccoli you would have to eat to get like 20 grams of protein. Yeah, exactly. And it's not the same. Th- it's just not the same thing. No. Right. Okay. We'll move on. Form okay. versus time. I feel like my timing is on the slow side, um, but my form is good. Would you suggest I keep good form and slowly increase speed or speed up and risk losing form? My heart rate is up and I defo work up a in brackets, mostly boob, sweat. Lovely. Lovely. I have my sweat behind my knees, which is really super weird. Yeah, oh, that form. Is weird. Thanks. <laughs> form, and then in, try to increase your your time, your you know um, energy output. But form always first, always, always, always. Uh, same thing when you go to the gym, you start lifting with weights. Form first, then when when you're perfect and you know that you can go a bit heavier, then you go a bit heavier. You don't don't just go heavier with unless you know you're absolutely nailing the exercise, Emma. See, I read this in a completely different way, so I agree with that, but I think what they're saying is like for example they do their push-ups or their squats quite slowly which is a good okay. thing I think yeah but that really obviously good. means that they're not getting as many in in the allocated time I think is what they might be saying but I oh, think sorry, you know okay. if you're doing it slow and you're doing it right and controlled with the movement like absolutely I would prefer that to you like racking out 50 half push-ups yeah I agree um yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, firstly, grateful for what you do. Secondly, I normally do yoga slash running. How would you recommend we incorporate this around your workouts? I appreciate your yoga is not the same intensity as circuit training. Would you recommend this as an additional or in instead of your workout? Also, does running count for steps? Yes, running counts for steps, in my opinion. Agree? Yeah, totally, of course. Yeah, totally yeah. agree um and although some people get so like no actually meat is meant to be um like non-exercise whereas if you're purposefully going for a run that's exercise it doesn't matter it's the same energy expenditure same steps it's fine yeah um Um, yoga what are your thoughts i would add it on personally if you can so would i i think it's a really good thing to do do you ever do it no, my best friend, Hannah, everybody follow her, Hannah Klum and yoga. She's really hot as well. She looks oh, like great. Angelina Jolie. And, um, yeah. <laughs> Take a note of that one. She looks like Angelina Jolie and Jessica Alba had a baby. She, like, I hate her. Being a teenager with her sucked. Anyway, I digress. She makes me do her yoga classes sometimes and they kick my ass. I suck at yoga. I'm like, how? She's like a teeny tiny little twig girl like how are you this strong like I can't do half of this stuff anyway uh, I think yeah if you can 
add it on ideally do it like a few hours after our sessions that would be fantastic or on your rest days it's a really good thing to do because essentially it is it is exercise but you're it's very gentle it's very it's no impact it's very low intensity you're moving your body it's quite good for recovery um running emma and i tend to be of the opinion that we would like you to every other day it so every other day do our workout every other day do your run your cycle your swim whatever because we want you to get that resistance training in and you're not going to get it in from running emma what do you think yes i have also tried yoga i always try and make myself do it but it never really lasts very long like i like force myself to go to a class but then then i just find some excuse not to do it but i think it is so good and if you can get it in i think that's absolutely brilliant and it's probably going to help you in terms of potentially not getting injured um so that's great as well but yeah just add i would add it on if you can okay next question so i cannot wait to get into the gym and start lifting awesome i've only ever done f45 before so minimal experience but i loved feeling the feeling of getting stronger my only worry is the gym fear i feel that feeling of not belonging in the weight section and getting intimidated by people any advice on how to get over that uh, you will get over it yourself when you're on week two. So it's about like <laughs> go put your headphones on the first week or two. You, maybe you feel a bit intimidated. I will tell you this right now. It is all in your head. Unless you are Ronnie Coleman walking into a gym, ain't nobody looking at you, babe. Like, <laughs> it's all in your head. Put your headphones on, get training, get moving. By week two, I mean, I don't know about you, Emma, but I can hands up say, and my friend Tins calls me uh, a gym geek. I feel more at home in the gym than I do at home like I just it's like my second home I love it when James uh, retired from rugby and got a membership to my gym I was so upset I was like no it's my space go away um essentially no one's looking at you you just need to start to get used to it and you will by week two Emma yeah I think like just getting in there and realizing it's hell of a not like it's not as bad as what you thought you'll also find that even if the gym like bros or the bigger guys in the gym the weight section look scary they're not and actually no. most of them like anyone who's like really into the gym is also like really keen to help you so if you're like oh it you know it says on my program I need to do chest press but I'm not really sure what like what to do genuinely that they, they would love to help you that's what they keep they love, out on yeah they show off they love it yeah and, and they're honored because it's like you look like you know what you're doing would you mind helping me mm-hmm. um and if you know, if there's personal trainers floating around, like let's say you're at a pure gym, like most of the trainers there are like, I mean, between when they're asked to do something like help you or speak to you, all they're doing is like cleaning machines and doing checks and things. So they are dying to help you as well. Like that's what they really want to do. That's the part of the job that they have come to do because they love doing it. So if they're not with a client, you know, and and there will always be a couple floating around that are not with the client because they'll be on shift then they'll be buzzing to help you as well. So ask anyone. It's like, it might seem intimidating, but that people are really friendly. And I think once you do like broach that part and just be like, oh, like I'm not sure how to use this machine. And someone shows you, you just feel much more comfortable because they'll probably say hi to you every time they see you. And, you know, you start to make friends and things. So yeah, get in there, get out your comfort zone a little bit, but it will soon become your comfort zone. So don't worry. 
I think the gym is split into two types of people. The types of people who don't want to make any friends like me. And then the types of people who are literally there to make friends and be social. And you can figure out who's who by who smiles and waves and comes and talks to you. Mm. I won't talk to anyone. <laughs> Emma but, would be like, hey, I'm <laughs> Well, it depends. Like, it depends on my mood. But if anyone yeah. stopped me and was like, oh, like, can you help? You- could you show me like you'd be the same right even if you're like in there you don't really want to speak to me. I have to like stop myself from going up to and this is not a judgment thing at all but just from going up to people and being like if you did it like this you're much less likely to fuck your back up but I have to stop myself because I also remind myself that sometimes I wrote a post about this on the weekend about squatting sometimes I have to adapt exercises so that I not only feel them better in the muscle I meant to feel them but also so that I also because you know we talked about this before about squatting form because I can't perform every exercise like how it's textbook written and of course most people can't because we're all it's all genetic so a lot of the time I have to remind myself like don't go up and correct them because they might have to perform it like that um but I do get really angry in the gym when I see PTs walk past people with bad form and they don't stop and say anything I'm like what the hell like I'm not going over there you you're in a PT shirt go yeah yeah because it looks weird you going over but yeah you know but it doesn't if you're a PT working that I've done the same in gyms like Normally, I'll just try and catch someone's eye because normally someone knows that they they don't quite know what to do and they're like trying to yeah. attach the cables and you're just like, oh, do you need a hand there? Like, let me just like, oh, it's always really hard to get that clip on or whatever. You're kind of making. Yeah. But I did once see this woman doing a lap pull down. I couldn't not speak to her because it was like that. I mean, and that <laughs> tends to be the worst thing, doesn't it? What did you say? Oh, I was just like, oh, if you just, you know, like if you just like would put your chest up a little bit more forward and she was actually she was like oh that's great thanks whatever but there were so many pts around and i was like Didn't this is your I like more that. more than anything like one this is your job but two that is your potential client yeah what are like you doing? i could have picked her up easily and i'm not even in that gym like yeah no. the other thing i will say before we move on to like any personal trainers listening is smile like yeah. that's the number one thing I would say if you want to pick up clients on the gym floor is just smile. That's it. Yeah. Nothing else. Look yeah. approachable. And yeah. Up. And look maybe like even if, because I know how this is, like even if you have been cleaning machines all day and you hate the gym at the moment and you couldn't think of anywhere worse to be, don't make your face look like you're feeling that. <laughs> okay. I don't seem to burn as many calories as others in the workouts. Do I need to do more rounds? You have no idea how many calories you're burning in a workout. And if you tell me that you have a watch that's telling you, I will throw it out the window. Uh, and and two, don't what don't compare yourself to anybody doing anything. Like James and I will do the same workout. And I just know from physiology, he's burned twice as much as I have because he's bigger. It's just, yeah. So he's whatever, even burned more calories just staying alive during the time that you were working out. Just sitting down he is burning more calories than me and he's in better shape than me and I'm like you so all I'm saying is do not compare yourself to anyone else as long as you're giving it 100% and ideally hitting your steps don't even think about calories burned like hit your steps give it 100% done Emma yeah agreed I think if you want to sort of figure out so some people will be burning more calories than you during the workout probably mostly because they're just bigger people and so their metabolic rate is higher and they're moving around a lot more as well. Like, I think people forget how much weight that they potentially have lost. Like, if you're someone who's lost 10 kilograms, like, that's a lot of weight. But try putting on a 10 kilogram vest. Or, like, yeah. what would that be in? That would be, like, five two-liter bottles of Coke around you. Like, that's a lot of weight. So yeah. 
you know you're obviously going to have burnt more like even yourself like even yourself 10 kilograms ago will have burnt more calories in that same workout given the loaded and the workload was the same I think we should um bring out really simple pedometers like you know the ones that you used to get in like Kellogg's cornflakes yeah but just like that's all you need literally all you need you don't need a fancy apple watch or whatever no you don't and also can i just say i was thinking about the the fact that cocoa pops are lower calorie than um rice krispies the other day and i was thinking about it and i was like but they're technically one of life's very missed <laughs> yeah the rice krispies <laughs> with chocolate in right so i'm thinking either they're being sneaky or i need to get in contact with them and figure this out <laughs> I'm gonna email them. I'm gonna send them uh, an inquisitive email, which might end in being quite aggy because of me. So, <laughs> but yeah, why? It's wrong. It's obviously wrong. It's, it's, it, look, you know, it's like what is that? Uh, what is that? Oh God, there's a saying. I'm so out of it today, honestly. Just carry on. <laughs> I once had to. I wouldn't name the company, but I once had to tell a supplement company that, like the cal, the macros on the back of their protein didn't even add up to the calories yeah like so point being could be wrong you know even do you remember those kellogg's what were those um what were those like protein cookies you know lenny and larry's they're in a lawsuit now for lying about their calories and macros i think really? it's lenny and larry's it might be a different one but it was one of those like protein cookie things and everyone was like promoting them and then I don't know they did some kind of, and it was just like astronomically off and everyone and now they're being sued I think yeah because I know that they like a lot of protein bars used to get away with lower calories by calling like some of the carbs alcohols or something you didn't have to yeah, put that down. yeah yeah uh, I think they still I think there's still a lot of that shit going yeah on. yeah so do be careful with that Okay, with the gym workouts, I have quite light dumbbells, so can easily complete the recommended reps. What should I do to increase them? Or to increase them? Decrease them. I have quite light dumbbells, so can easily complete the recommended reps. What should I, oh, what should I increase them to? Like more reps? Uh, you can either do added time, added reps, or if you can find added weight is in heavier dumbbells, fine. Um, there are also things that you can do in terms of the, the exercise itself. So one of our grads, Debs, is like a freak of nature, and we have to make hard circuits even harder for her. So, for example, uh, although this is fair to say, all of you will find that you'll exhaust doing like lat raises, for example, it pretty quickly because you these are small muscles so they produce less force whereas if you then take those dumbbells and you go into a squat you're going to go for way way longer because your lower body you know you think about your quads these are much bigger muscles that produce more force so bear that in mind um but there are still things you can do so say you do your lat raise and then you go into like a goblet squat just perform with good form a really small little jump at the top of that movement and you will not be able to go that long i promise you um and they say you know that there are loads of things you can do like that uh, like putting the weight on your back if you're planking say if you're one of these weird people that can do a 10 minute plank and i'm i bet em i bet you can do that put a weight on your back yeah i bet you can <laughs> and and there's loads of stuff you can do to make it harder um emma what do you think yeah so recommended reps. yeah I mean you like if you've got quite light dumbbells you could do things like double the reps you could do eccentrics so like going really slow on the way down and then pushing faster on the way up 
that yeah. might make it a little bit harder but the the tips yeah. that Chloe gave are brilliant as well just find a way to exhaust that muscle um, yeah. and then she has a second question which is a random one but do you sweat more as you become fitter I'm finding having to I'm having to wash my hair every day because I'm working out constantly any tips to avoid hair washing or hair without looking greasy dry shampoo basically I mean and Emma swear by it I wouldn't say my I, tips on the hair. That, like, I got probably, it all over my forehead. Yeah. I've done that before, like dry shampoo before leaving the house and looked in the mirror, like when I get to my location, I've got like dry shampoo everywhere. Like, or oh, just fuck. like a massive street. Yeah, it's so embarrassing. Um, Look, if you're going to work out every day, welcome to the club. We never have nice hair. Maybe like once a week. Um, yeah. This is, this is, there's no two ways around it. Invest in some dry shampoo and suck it up. Uh, do you sweat more when you're fitter? As far as I'm aware, no. Yes, um, you do. Do you? Yeah, well, it's really, us, it's very interesting. Oh, I love um, this because I sweat a lot. That means I'm super fit. Yeah, well, you get better at dissipating heat. So one of the key mm. determinants of like um, fatigue is that your muscles become too hot. So they have to be able to dissipate that heat quicker. Amazing. So yeah, as you become fitter, you do dissipate more heat. But then the, on the counter to that, people are like, right, well, why do overweight people sweat more? And there's two answers to that is that like one, like fat is... Um, insulation. Yeah, that's the word. Fat is yeah. insulation. So you're going to be hotter. So you're going to have to dissipate more heat. So you will sweat, sweat more. And two, like I was just saying, actually, imagine you were carrying around... 10 kilograms of fat like that is harder work than Hard not carrying work. around that 10 kilograms so when yeah. you walk upstairs with very little fat not that hard you wouldn't be sweating at the top when someone who's overweight with a lot of weight to lose walks up those stairs carrying an excess of say 10 kilograms of fat that's much harder for them so they're working at a higher percentage of for example their vo2 max yeah, it's like constantly wearing a weighted vest if you've got a lot of body weight to lose. Like that's a, a schlog. But I love the new fact I found out today. I had mm. absolutely no idea and it makes me feel really good because I am a sweaty mess. <laughs> there you go, guys. If you're sweating a lot, that's great. Um, in the past, doing long exercise sessions at a steady pace slash heart rate has helped me burn more fat. Or so I thought. What is the truth? Does um does higher or lower intensity burn more calories slash fat so uh the only thing that you should be concerning yourself with is, is calories burned that's it um it is true to say that yes different forms of exercise will burn uh will uh, use different uh, energy sources so if you're doing hit for example your body will be burning predominantly glucose glycogen carbohydrates essentially um but then when you recover it's probably burning more into fat again. Um, essentially, none of this matters. Emma and I have talked about this before. Unless you're a performance athlete and we really actually have to consider these things, um, or a physique athlete who's trying to hold on to loads and loads of muscle, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, it doesn't matter. We just it's total calories burned that we want to look at. Also, hit is fantastic. It's really good to oh, hit will by the way burn more calories, yes, but you can't do it for as long. So you could have like the thing is, is that it will burn more calories. You can't do it as long, but also it will beat you up. 
Like you need to recover from hit in the same way that you need to recover from a heavy lifting session. So the, again, a mistake that I made with the four week body blitz is that I had people doing that kind of training like every day, like five, six days a week. And now I would never do that. I would, I would really try and break it up because it's, it's really, really hard on the body. Um, and you're going to find that you're under recovered. And if you're under recovered, it's kind of like diminishing returns. There's no point. Um, so yeah, uh, that's my answer, Emma. Uh, okay, so I think the end of this question is probably quite telling. So it's, does it does higher or lower intensity burn more calories slash fat? So lower intensity will burn like a higher percentage of fat while you're training because higher yeah. intensity exercise requires more glucose or more yeah. carbohydrates. Um, so in terms of that, if you were looking at your watch and it was saying, oh, you're in your heart rate, like fat burning zone, that's why it's saying that. And kind of what Chloe was touching on, that it's very hard to do hit all the time, which means you can't do it for as long, which means actually usually a, a full hit session would be like less calories burned than a cardio session. Yeah. But it kind of depends the length of. So if you were doing quite a lot of low intensity exercise for long periods of time, then yes, that probably will have helped you burn fat. And But it's just the same, like it's kind of why we suggest doing more neat so more steps like if you wanted to do your steps as low intensity exercise that's absolutely fine if you want to go for a jog or like if you had a stepper or something and you wanted to use that that's fine so hopefully that answers it so it's all about calories in terms of fat loss yeah don't overly concern yourself with that guys like we say unless you're a professional athlete we don't you don't need to worry too much about that you just need to get your steps in get your workouts in Stay in your deficit, you're good to go. Okay. Okay. Well, um, right. Absolutely love having performance goals to work towards for motivation. Yeah. Um wait, why did I put this one in? Where's actually the question? Uh, uh, uh. Uh, this one's a bit weird if your weight varies during the day e.g sometimes I weigh half a kilogram less should that this be my lowest weight or is it misleading why are you weighing yourself during the day as well I wouldn't expect it to go down during the day I know that's that is weird but yeah uh, um, oh tip then pro tip rescales get a weight so I've got a 6 kg kettlebell and I put it on the scales before I weigh in and then I know if it's like a little bit off um, mm. comparatively with my weight. Again, not super important. But sometimes if you move the scales, not sometimes, always, if you move the scale, yeah. you'll get different weigh-ins. So try and keep it. The in it's And again, as Emma always says, that's not really a problem, but keep it consistently on that spot. Or obviously, you're taking an already erratic modality like measurement and making it even more erratic. So... Uh, the pro tip with the kettlebell or any weight, put it on and see how on or off it is. Make sure it's in the same place because if you move it, it won't be. Not sure why you're weighing yourself in the middle of the day uh, unless it was just like once out of curiosity. Don't need to be doing that. Um, but ultimately, yes, your lowest weight on the scale that you get, um, Emma and I want you to take as your weight. Okay, now I see why I put this question in because I wanted to say this part because just for anyone who's like thinking about potentially joining the next DC method, but is a little bit skeptical. So this is exactly what she says. She says, I've been skeptical about the power of coaching in this way, but seeing all the posts on the group is so inspiring and amazing. And it's brilliant how you are able to engage with us all. I'm so happy to be part of this. 
and, which is lovely isn't it but I think yeah. and, and you're right to be like I even as a coach and I know Chloe was as well like before I started doing sort of this kind of coaching I was very skeptical of what yeah. you could do online with a big group of people um and that that was kind of what Chloe was saying when we first spoke about this she was like oh well how it's like you were quite skeptical about it yeah I'm right I, I'm, yeah I'm I'm a stickler for being a responsible coach like, I'll say like yeah but Emma was like I promise you it works anyway carry on she was right obviously carry on <laughs> well no that was basically what I wanted to say on that part no but it's I think look ultimately if your coaches care then you know it'll work it should work because they're going to work with you to get you where you want to be and they're going to tell you when you're being stupid and they're going to tell you when you're doing really well and you work with them and that's a good coach and I think the only we actually do have some people who've come to us from other very well-known online coaches um and I think the reason why they switched over was to see what kind of uh interaction they would have with us versus them and we got pretty much like 100% fantastic feedback on that but I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I felt like I wasn't pointing you guys in the right direction not only because in terms of like ethics you're paying me that's my job but also like out of just responsibility and love for what I do like we don't want to lead you down the garden path that's not cool at all exactly and this is I just wanted to read this one out as well because I think this is a situation well I know this is the situation that a lot of people are in or start in at least so she says, this isn't really a question, but I just wanted to echo what others said and thank you. Um, this is going to sound silly, but before starting this plan, I never realised how much of a binge restrict cycle I was actually in and how dysfunctional my relationship with food was. Even though it's only been two weeks, being in this plan and trusting in you two has allowed me to let myself eat more during the week without feeling out of control. I used to tell myself the way I ate allowed me to get away with eating whatever I wanted. This was a lie and... All I was actually doing was feeding my body crap. I was initially tempted to ask about dropping calories from 1,500 as I've not seen any um, real change in scales or measurements. Um, I am 5 foot 7 and 6 kilograms, so I'm not expecting massive changes in weight. But mentally, I already feel so much happier and stronger um, that I'm going to stay that way for now. If nothing else comes from this, you've already earned your monies, ladies. That's Aww. Nice. But I think that's, that's like, as cringe as it is, like really motivational for people who are like, I am sort of stuck in this cycle. I'm not sure what to do. And actually to see someone who's like, do you know what I put? And this is what we like really thank you for is that you put your trust in us yeah. and we will deliver. And when you do that and you stop questioning everything, like as much as like we love questions and I'm all about questioning, but only like, I mean, questions are great but don't question what you're doing too much. If you're like, oh, I'm still going to do this, but I just kind of want to know why. Like, why do we need protein? That's great. But as long as you're not questioning yourself in what you're doing, I don't know if that yeah. makes any sense. No, it does make sense. I actually was like quite frustrated with one of the posts on Facebook this morning that was like, I mean, honestly, how many times, how many times now have we said the sales will go up and down every day? every day and uh if you if they go up one two even three kilograms in a two-day period or a two-week period that doesn't mean you've gained one two or three kgs worth of body fat 
someone literally this morning was like, I weighed in and uh, like a few days ago, last week, I got a new low weigh in and then I weighed in today and I was one kg higher. Why does my body always do this? I hate my body so much. It's so awful. I'm so, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Please guys, listen, I know that when you've been telling yourself things for a long period of time, it's really hard to break that cycle. I do understand and I promise I'm not trying to be a total douchebag about this. I get it, I do. Just please will you trust us, put all those thoughts to one side and soak in what we're saying. Because I actually had to write under it, you did not gain one kilogram of fat in a, in a small space of a few days. That's impossible. The scales are erratic. It's the same thing we keep saying. And I again, I get it. You're stuck in a cycle. And the self-hatred that came out of this post like really upset me. I was like, listen, do what we're telling you, okay? You will get the results you want. But also en route, please can you take some time to learn to love yourself because there are a lot of people out there who would kill to be able to be doing those with these workouts and they can't for whatever reason they can't do them please 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 understand that you're very lucky to have the body that you have and and trust us listen to us and and work hard yourself to make your own mental changes and then give us your body and we'll make your physical changes for you but mentally you need to do some work on that uh, this is really funny because the last thing I was going to read out just because I found it funny like kind of relates to this so she says she doesn't have any questions I feel like I found my groove and that's all down to you two you literally have the patience of saints constantly reiterating <laughs> the same shit <laughs> thank you for always being so upbeat and positive Emma's the upbeat and positive or I'm the Debbie Downer and Emma's the positive Polly that's why we work quite well together Positive Polly, I like that. Oh, also, Amanda what? says in the comments, she's like, having done another online coaching group in the run-up to Christmas, this is a million times more interactive and so supportive, you get much more for your money. Woo-woo! Um, shall I read out a few comments before we go? Yeah. People loving the hoodies. Um, okay, question. Hopefully not too much information. I'm drinking three to four litres of water a day whilst going to the loo so frequently is great for the set count. I'm... I'm I'm feeling thirsty almost immediately after. Is this normal? Hmm. Not really. I mean, I don't know if you've sort of been like I maybe wouldn't over drink. Um, yeah, because maybe your first signals are getting a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Although I someone else, like... um, sorry, someone else has commented being like, "Oh, I need to start drinking more water." I didn't realize how much you guys drink. And I have to say that the reason, one of the reasons I drink so much at the moment is because I'm on um, painkillers for my back and they make my mouth really dry. So I have to drink like constantly. Just yeah. just probably wouldn't drink this much in, in normal situation. No, it's taken me years and years and years. I tend to drink about four to five litres a day, which is really high. And I would not say as a blanket statement, everyone should be drinking that much. But it's taken me years to work my way up to that amount. I'm really like in a pretty good kind of balance with it now. But if you're peeing all the time and you're thirsty all the time, I'd agree with Emma. I would say your thirst signals might be slightly thrown out of whack. Try and maybe hit that three litres consistently and see how it goes. Um, yeah. Make sure you're getting in your sodium as well. Yeah, electrolytes in there. Right. Um, someone's saying, my son, or Vicky's saying, my son is 10. I'm in better shape now than when I had him. I have loose skin on my Love stomach, it. but so what? I grew up. I grew a child of my belly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, what did you expect? You grew an actual human inside you. You got a little bit of loose skin. 
Oh my god, it's so terrifying. I love it. I'm like 32 and still absolutely terrified of this whole thing. Like, there's a human in your bed. I know. <laughs> it is mental. Mental. Like, when you think about oh, pregnancy. Such a child. Yeah, oh. mental. And like, um, oh my god, the amount of responsibility. I think that's why I'm really scared of it. I'm like, that's a lot of responsibility for an 18-year-old mental case. <laughs> Not sure about that. Um... Okay, after I had my baby, my stomach muscles had a huge gap in. I had a consultation with the surgeon and was told I couldn't fix this with exercise and would need surgery. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, diaspis recti, it's really, really, really common post-pregnancy. You most of the time can fix it with exercise. Not all of the time. Some people, well, you don't really need to fix it at all. Um, but if, if your doctor is telling you that you might need surgery, then I would trust them rather than yeah. us, especially given that we can't see you. Yeah, 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 I agree. But And obviously he would probably suggest, like, try the exercise first if that doesn't work. Yeah. Surgery, and, and genuinely surgery, even if you're a surgeon and you love surgery and you want to do it more, like, it is always a last resort. Like, people yeah, don't put you there if you don't need to be there. Maybe, diff- amazing... maybe different with like plastic surgery that you're paying for or something. I don't know. No, but it, it, okay. For, but I would say look for a specialist. Like there are some amazing physios out there who specialise in diastasis recti. So definitely Google it. Do some research. Talk to some people. Um, physios are all starting up again now. I think at least the three that I know are. Um, so I would say start doing some research and doing some digging because you might find that after just a few weeks or months with a physio, you can make huge changes. Okay, so we've also got people loving the hoodies. People very excited about the physio coming in, which is just an amazing additional support. Yeah, it's um, going to be fantastic. Um, someone asking if you're on pre-workout, Chloe. <laughs> I'm so out of it. So I had a weekend. I was saying to Emma before we went live, I... Um, what was I saying? Oh, God, I'm so out of it. So, I, like, one day a week, I'll allow myself to, like, have some 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 wine, usually with James. But we had, like, a very family-heavy weekend, obviously. And I just ended up drinking for two days straight. And what it does to me, if I, it, like, I, it just absolutely floors me. I can't get my brain in gear. And this why I'm still here. I'm, like, normally I'd be like, okay, that's an hour. Let's wrap it up. But I know I'm going to have to go work out. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Don't uh, make me leave. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. All right, okay. I think we've we've covered most of it. Okay. Well. Oh, I really okay. Someone's that. asked saying they wrote a detailed plateau-related question in the self-assessment form. Where should I look for it? Thanks. We cannot get through all of them in one podcast. So we did. Is Wednesday Q and A as well? Yeah. Yeah, Wednesday's Q and A as well. And so, and then on the days where we might ha- have some extra time, we'll do another one. Yeah. Yeah. We'll if get we through can. it. But it, if it's not today, then it'll be later on in the week. Yeah. Okay, awesome. That was a lovely live. And I really I mean, enjoyed it. I didn't want to say this part way through, but we didn't have any technical di- like difficulties oh apart God, from our call beforehand. But like this seems to have gone well. So we didn't have any technical difficulties. I learned a new fact and hopefully we helped out a few people. So it was a winner. Win, win, win. Right. See everyone later. Peace.